right? So if you have your Bible, please turn your Bible to Mark 4 and today's message, okay? It's sticking, sticking with the March Madness theme. It's your court, your ball, your choice, okay? So that's today's message. That's the title message and today's challenge question. Every week I like to challenge you guys with a question, okay? And today's question, will you make the shot before it's too late? Will you make that shot before it's too late? And we're going to get into that in just a quick second, man. I'm not talking about a real basketball game. I'm not talking about a real court or a real basketball, but I'm talking in the spiritual sense, guys. You're, you're here right now. You're in the court. You're holding the ball. You have the choice to make whether you want to shoot that ball or you're gonna, and take that chance and make it in or you're just going to walk away from the court. So turn your Bible, sister, if you could put it up there, please. Mark chapter 4. Amen. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and read off of uh, verse number one, okay? The parable of the what? Say it nice and loud. The parable of the what? Sower. Very good. So beginning in verse one. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. So Jesus was teaching by a big lake, okay? A crowd, the crowd that gathered around him was so large that he had to get into a boat. And sat out in the lake because the crowd was so large, man. He had to get in the boat and preach off of a lake. Like, I'm on a stage. He was on the boat on the lake, okay? So while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge, verse 2, he taught them many things by parables. Somebody say parables. Come on, that was easy. Somebody say parables. Parables, okay? Parables are basically stories that have a point, okay? They have a strong point, a distinctive point. They have a uh, behind the message. And in his teaching said, verse 3, listen, a farmer went out to sow seed. So now he's telling he's the story, his parable, and he's talking about a, a, a farmer who has seed in his hand, and he went out to scatter. He's, he's on his field, and he's just scattering the, the seed, Make, you know, waiting for the harvest to come. He's a farmer. That's what they do, right? They plant seeds. Verse 4, as he was scattering the seed, some fellows along the path, Uh, I'm sorry, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places. Let's talk about the seeds, guys. Some of these seeds fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came out, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no roots. Other Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear a grain. Verse 8, still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, and even 100 times. Verse 9, then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So right now, if you have ears, how many of you guys have ears in this place? Amen? So listen up. Jesus is saying, listen up. If you, if you got ears... Boy, you better listen up to me because I got something to tell you. Amen? Verse 10. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked about the parables. And what are parables? Stories that have a what? A point. Okay? He told them the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be overseen but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Verse 13, then Jesus said to them, don't you understand the parable? Don't you understand this? 
But how then will you understand any parable? Verse 14, then the farmer sows the word. Okay, so he's going to describe it here. The farmer sows the word. So those seeds that that farmer that he was talking about, that was sowing seed, he was scattered around, that farmer was sowing, he, he was basically sowing the word of God. Like me right now. Right now, think of me as a farmer with, with seed in my hand. I'm scattering right now. I'm throwing seed. And those pieces of seed is the word of God. It's Jesus. It's God. It's love. It's judgment. It's hell. It's heaven. It's hate. It's love. You understand me? That, that, that all The Bible talks about all that. It's all in the word of God. That's what I'm doing right now. And he's saying, the farmer sows word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes from, comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no roots, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of, wor- of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness and wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word making it unfruitful. Verse 20, others like seeds sown on good soil hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, and even a hundred times what was sown. So right here, we just read the parable of the sword. The parable, the story of the sword that has a point. Amen? So we learn, I want you guys to listen up real quick, we learn off of this parable an important lesson from uh, from Jesus, we learned a very important lesson, and what I'm going to bring to you, I really, got, I really want you guys to pay attention, okay? Especially if this is your first time here, because this point is important. Somebody say, this point, come on, say, this point is important. Praise the Lord. Okay, so you, following God, guys, I want you to think, right, when I say you, think, me? You, yes, you, following God tonight. Depends on your response towards God's word. So your, your, you following God depends on your response towards God's word tonight. Your response toward this message will affect you today. It will affect you tomorrow. And it will affect you forever. So the way you receive and you respond to this message tonight is going to change you. It's going to change your mentality of who you thought Jesus was and who you thought God was and, who, and, and if you thought you were going to go to heaven or hell, whatever your thought process was, you're going to learn something new today. And it's going to affect you today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your lives, okay? So here, how's it going to, how's it going to affect you? Let's break it down, okay? Let's break down the scripture. Everything that we just read, let's break it down. Let's, let's go to verse 3. Somebody say, break it down. Somebody say, break it, break it, break it down. <laughs> Amen. All right. Verse 3, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. So the farmer was sowing seed, okay, and some fell on, like, the sidewalk. It fell on the sidewalk, and what do birds eat? They eat seed. So they came, birds came down, and they whoop, swooped it right up. They just ate it up because it fell on ground. 
can can a, a plant grow on, on concrete? No, right? So it fell on that, and and the bird came and ate it up. So what does that mean? He explains it in verse 14. The farmer sows word, right? So I'm sowing word. And sometimes I sow some of my words, some of the word that I sow, it, it lands on concrete. So let's continue reading. Verse 15, some people are like seed along the path. When the word is sown, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. So some people will hear the word of God and it will not completely, they will not completely understand and will not take the time to understand. So there's going to be some people that I sow seed to. They're not going to understand. They're not going to be like, I don't really get why I should worship God or this and that and the other. And the devil, the devil just comes, scoops away the truth from their life. So that bird that just picks up the seed and flies away, that's, that represents Satan in your life. That represents the devil. If I'm preaching to you and you're not completely understanding, so you just have to have faith in God. Or else if you don't, what's the devil? He's going to come and scoop up that truth, that truth of the word of God. And the truth shall set you what? Free. Everybody knows that, man. That's a common phrase. And that freedom it should be upon your life. But some of you guys don't really understand that freedom, and you're trying to comprehend it. But here comes Satan with his lies, and he comes and snatches that truth out of your life. You don't even realize this sometimes. Guys, let's listen up to the Word of God. Let's keep on going. Point number two. Let's keep on breaking down the Scripture. Some fell, in verse 5, some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched. They were burnt. And they withered because they had no roots. Okay? So this basically describes where there was a thin surface of earth and rock at the bottom. So think of this right here. It's concrete. Right here, right? And just think of a thin layer of just dirt on here. It's good dirt, but it, it, it's, it's thin. It's only a little bit. And I plant, a seed just lands there. And it begins to, hey, it begins to grow. But you know what? The roots can't go down. It can't go down any further than this. So it, it, it only has a limited life source. It only has a limited uh, a reach for nutrients and life, okay? And what happens is the sun comes and shrivels it away because it has no root. It doesn't have no ground besides this. And it can't grow on solid ground. That's basically what he's saying. Verse 16, he explains that other like, uh, others, like seeds on a rocky places, hear the word at once, receive it with joy. So he's saying, what, there's some people that receive it, and they receive it with joy, man. They hear it. Verse 17, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And basically he's saying when there's people mocking you because you're you believe in jesus or you're walking toward him you see it, they will they will just fall away some will accept christ and live for him and do some great things for him man some of you guys here tonight are gonna man you're gonna receive the word of god you can do some great things for god god's gonna use you but for some reason there's some people that just do not establish a deep relationship with god and a relationship, guys, is important to have with your father in heaven. How many of you guys have fathers in here, right, or know what, right? you guys know what a father figure is? I never necessarily had one growing up, but you guys understand what, what a father figure should be. He's always there for you talking, giving you advice and stuff like that. But what would happen if you only spent, you know, 20, 30 minutes with your father a week? How well, what kind of relationship would you have with your father, a good one or a bad one? Say nice and loud. 
a bad one, right? So if you only spend 15, 20, 30 minutes with God a week, what kind of relationship do you have your fa- with, with your father in heaven? A good one or a bad one? A bad one, guys. You see, that's not a relationship at all. You see, when you get saved and you hear the word today and you want to do great things for God, you need to establish that deep relationship with God. And, but you see, there's people who don't. And he's talking about those people right now in verse 16. And when tough times come around, they leave and turn their back on God because they didn't have that deep relationship. Let's go to the third point. Verse 7 of Matthew chapter, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 4. <coughs> Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. So where the soil was good, but the weeds had not been pulled out. Okay, so you guys see like good dirt. Like you guys probably playing baseball or something like that or basketball. It was like, oh man, it's good, it's good, good, good grass or whatever. You know, it, it's soft, it's good. If I fall, it's not going to hurt me or whatever. But then you get to that little patch over there and there's like a bunch of weeds and it doesn't look very good. It doesn't look very clean, right? It's kind of hard. It's kind of ugly, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? You see, that's what he's talking about. That's what Jesus Christ is talking about. And verse 16, I'm sorry, basically he's saying, when trouble, in verse 17, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly follow. Oh, I'm sorry, I lost my place. In verse 18, still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. You see, some will accept Christ and commit to him. And they will have a relationship with God. They will. But at some point, they become distracted with, by concerns. They get worried, worries about the world, worries about life. They get distracted, and they lose the concentration with God. They might get distracted with friends, with boyfriends, girlfriends, with family, with school, and they lose their focus with God. Or the pleasures of life, meaning money. They get distracted with drinking, smoking. They get distracted with sex before marriage. They get distracted with just worldly things, pleasures of this world. And eventually, they give up their relationship with God in order to have those things. Those people are called backsliders. They had a deep relationship with the Lord, but, the, man, just all the things that the world could offer became a distraction. It became a distraction, and, and they wanted it so bad that they left everything. They left God. They, re- they turned their back on God, and they, and they just went on. You see, let's, let's look at the, the, the fourth point. We're going to read verse uh, 8. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop. So it produced. It was good. It fell on good soil. This seed fell on good soil, good dirt. It was good and produced a crop. It produced plants. It produced what it was supposed to produce. And where the soil was good and weeds have been pulled out. So no weeds around the area. It's not ugly. It's good. So ver- and verse 20, Jesus says, others like seed sown on good soil, heal the word, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. So here we see that these are the people that stay committed to Jesus and the lifestyle he commands us to live, being born again, living the lifestyle of being born again, living the lifestyle the Bible tells you to live. Those are the people that stay committed to Jesus, the lifestyle that Jesus commands us to live. These are the people who refuse to give up and turn their back on God who has saved them. He's talking about right here in verse 8 and in verse 20 about people who hear the word of God, who accept it, who accept that seed in their heart, and they begin to grow up, and they 
begin to establish a deep relationship with their father. They notice, they know that God is good. They know that God has saved them from different things. They might have been facing things in the past. They might have been facing depression. They may have been facing a gang life. They might have been facing homosexuality. Whatever trouble at home or school that you have, these are the people Jesus Christ is talking about, the people who God has saved and took out of the fire. Who's taken them out of the grip of Satan. Who has refused to give up and turn their back on God. These are the people who refuse to lose because they know in their mind. And they are 100% knowledgeable that God did not make them to lose. But God has made them to win. They are winners in Jesus name. How many winners I got in the house in here? Make some noise. You see, God has made you a winner. He did not make you to be a loser. He did not make you to be broke down, busted, and disgusted. He made you with a purpose. He made you with a call in your life. And he's saying right now, I am calling on you. I have called you to another country. I have called you to declare my word. I have called you to save the souls. I have called you to talk to that person who you never wanted to talk to before about me. You see, every single one of us has a purpose. It might be different. My purpose in life is to pastor. My purpose in life is to do what I'm doing right now and keep on sowing the seed and keep on scattering the seed. I don't care where it lands. I don't care what kind of, uh, if it produces bad fruit or good fruit, that's on the Lord and that's on the person, okay? But I'm going to keep on doing what I'm called to do because I am a chosen man of God and I refuse to give up and I refuse to lose because I am a winner. I am a winner in Jesus' name. God has made me more than a conqueror. He didn't make me a loser. He didn't make me to be be depressed. He didn't make me to to stay an alcoholic. He didn't make me to stay addicted to to drugs and sex. You understand me? He didn't make me to cut myself when I was younger. He didn't make me like that. He made me to be a winner. He made me to declare his word. He made me a strong man that will continue to live for him. I will not give up. And I will not be afraid. And in the words of Paul the Apostle, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And I will declare it unto death. Amen? That is a winner. And I'm not saying, hey, I'm a winner, you're a loser. No, I'm saying, hey, I'm just using myself as an example. I could use so many people in this place. I can use Nathaniel. He has a calling to, to, to leave this country, to go to Brazil and to preach the word over there to people who have never heard the word of God before. I can call about Davi and, and Liz who are called to Macedonia, a, a, a country that's above Greece in Europe, okay? Declare the gospel. I could talk about Mikey who's called to feed the homeless here in the city of Chicago. You understand me? I could call another line who's called to, to, to witness her to, to go and, and win souls to scatter just like me. You understand me? I could call on Adam who has the exact same calling I do to come on this stage and preach the word and to scatter seed until there's no more to scatter until Jesus comes back basically you understand me that is the calling we all have individual callings if you don't know it yet it's okay don't worry about it just keep on living for God and let him reveal it within his time not yours because it's God's timing you see guys we have a choice to make tonight we have a choice don't we? What was tonight? What was tonight's theme? March what? March Madness, right? What is this I'm holding? Amen. The title of the message. Your court, your ball. Your court, your ball. You make the choice. You make the choice tonight. 
your court, your ball, your move. What's it going to be? What's it going to be, guys? Are you going to take the chance to live for God? Or are you going to be like that seed that falls on the ground, on the cement, and have that devil scoop it right up? What is the calling in your life? What is God telling you right now? What is going on in your heart? What is God trying to tell you tonight? You have a decision to make, Elevate. You have a decision to make, first-time visitor. If I may have a line on the keys, are you going to let God's seed be taken from you and lose the game? Are you going to lose the game, guys? Or are you going to take the chance, have faith in God, and win the game? What are you going to do tonight? You have a decision to make. I'm going to ask everybody to just close their eyes right now. We're going to take this a couple minutes of prayer.